You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the LineStar app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and it's you, and I hope everybody had a great 4th of July. Here we are. It's the 5th of the July, the last weekend of baseball before the All-Star break happens. And uh, Chris, yeah, once again, there's always some fireworks on July 4th, sometimes on the field, sometimes uh, after the game, but uh, certainly a, a fun day of America, baseball, and all the things that are right with the world. So Chris, how the hell are you today? I heard you celebrated for July 4th as well. I did. I have, uh, there's a couple of Red Sox fans up here in Toronto. So Boston was in town. We uh, we went to the game last night and we watched a big Red Sox comeback. Um yeah, tough season for the Jays, man. It really is. It's yeah, just, definitely. Uh, it's tough, tough year for them. Not a lot of people at the ballpark. It was basically all Boston fans there last night, but it was good. Yeah. Hopefully everybody had a, a nice July 4th, yourself included. Everything went good with the barbecue. You had oh, to eat the cooking. Everything was time. delicious. We, we played bocce. We played cornhole. We played coob. We nice, swam nice. in the pool. We ate meats. I made pizzas. We did everything. It was a good time. We fire pitted. We marshmallowed. And my neighbor... Uh, got illegal fireworks and set a bunch Ooh. off as he always does. And he's got like some good fireworks, dude. They're not like little crappy ones. Like he's got like the real deal stuff. So, uh, so you get, you sit there and you look up right by the fire pit and you get the perfect view of the fireworks and it's awesome. So sounds here good. you go. Congratulations, Pennsylvania. You did something right. You could drive over that border from Jersey to PA and go <laughs> get that. And there you have it. But some fireworks yesterday too, and some of the ball games. So let's fly around yesterday. Uh, Jose Ramirez goes yard twice, twice. trying to make up for some lost time. How about that? Look at that. You like that? I do like that. And, you know, guys like Jose Ramirez and Rugnet Odor hitting multi-home runs. Like, what's going on in the world? Madness. Well, we got Luis Castillo and Brandon Woodruff, who we were, you know, it was a tough call yesterday. We went the Woodruff twice. side, yeah. but Castillo, seventh in, uh, went to take the no-hitter into the seventh inning there. So, a great job by him. Obviously, he gets the W, Woodruff gets the loss, but uh, certainly an outing that deserved the amount of attention we spent on it yesterday between those two guys. So if you went against us, you did good yesterday for sure with him. And that's great because the one thing we did talk about Castillo is, you know, he was his own worst enemy with the walks, but nobody's hitting him this year. He is so tough to hit. And here's another one. Again, really tough to hit this one. So there you have it. Uh, Matt Boyd picks up the win against the White Sox uh, as the Tigers Finally scored 11 runs in that one. So that yeah, was a big he one. Easily outdueled Ronaldo Lopez. So uh, definitely yeah. my bad on that one. But yeah, Boyd looked good. I mean, typical Boyd, though, right? I mean, he gives up a couple couple home runs, but he, he strikes everybody out that, he, you know, if he's not giving up a home run, he's, he's striking guys out. So it's been another interesting. He's another interesting candidate. Like you brought him up in the show yesterday, like trading wise. You wonder, like Detroit could probably get a good haul for Matt Boyd. I think, oh, they have I, think under, they will. I think they have him under control for another couple of years, too. So, I mean, they should probably move on from him. And, and, and teams should be future. looking to get him. Uh, you know, yeah, lefty starter absolutely. who, you know, strikeout upside. Why not? Barrios also get a loss here in this one. So the chalk of the day uh, didn't work out, as it often does, which is why we try to give you the other options here of, you know, guys like Woodruff. Unfortunately, that one didn't work out either. But what are you going to do? Uh, you had some home runs here from Encarnacion and Sanchez from the Yankees here uh, as they beat the Rays. but. This weekend against the Rays, I'm telling you, 
I like the Rays the rest of the time, and we'll get into that on the weekend show and today as well. I think the Rays have some really good matchups here, so uh, keep an eye out for them. The Braves exploded for 12 runs against Zach Eflin. So yeah, that's, had the uh, home that's... run call there with Freddie Freeman. Yeah, you did. Look at you. Put look at you, board. fancy boy. And look, yeah. look, we were we were basically trolling Rognan Odor, and he went yard twice too. Unbelievable. So I guess Willie Calhoun taking ground balls in second base is exactly uh, the thing that uh, should scare you. <laughs> and Ryu, of course, gets back on track with the W. As we told you it would be, yes. take advantage of the discount. You got the discount. It's over now. It's gone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goes the yeah. discount. Y- yeah. You know, we laugh about Odor, and this is what he does. He strikes an- another guy who just strikes out or he hits home runs. But this is why we liked Texas a couple days ago against Griffin Canning. It just he had gotten scratched, and we didn't know when he was going to start. So, again, another outing from Griffin Canning where he just struggles to keep the ball in the park. So that's something to keep an eye on moving forward. I believe now he'll have the innings to qualify. The highest fly ball rate in all of baseball among qualified pitchers. So that's what we saw. Rugnet Odor, he leads the team in fly ball rate against right-handed pitching. That's It's all he's trying to do. Maybe that's his problem. Maybe that's his problem. He's just swinging for the fences all the time because it's usually a swing or a miss. Or a home run over the park, and you know most of the time it's a swing and a miss. Yeah, I see. Look, I mean, that's that's we've always talked about him, and then that was the thing. That's the deal with him. And hopefully, hey, look, you know, I don't like people losing their jobs and stuff, but sometimes you got to motivate guys. Sometimes you got to get people right, and you know, who knows what the other extracurricular things or what else goes on with these guys? You don't always know, but one thing we do know is that's on the past, and today's a new day. Yes, it is. Right. So let's get after it on Friday. Here we got Zach Davies and the Pirates. Steven Brault uh, squaring up against each other. Obviously, we're looking for more offense here in this one. Pirates didn't come through like we hoped yesterday, but I think this one uh, they'll wake up again. So all the stuff we said yesterday with Reynolds and Josh Bell and those guys and even Newman, I think that all goes uh, back in it again against Zach Davies. Anything else here from this one? Do you want to go up to uh, a Christian Yelich or somebody like that against Brawl today? Probably not because of the lefty matchup, right? Yeah, probably not. And Brawl's actually been surprisingly good. It doesn't make me want to play him. Like I, this no. Is, there's a, a lot of high game, totals yeah. today. Uh, yes. Time. And this is another one. I mean, there's, there's plenty that are double digits. This is one of them, 10.5. So... There's definitely going to be some runs scored. Uh, maybe maybe shy away from some of the lefty bats in Milwaukee up against the lefty. But, I mean, I would, like you said, at Reynolds, you know, you're just looking at Zach Davies, who I don't fully believe in, you know, altogether. I think he maybe can even get some lefty bats in there. Like maybe Colin Moran could be a sneaky little GPP option. Adam Frazier atop the lineup. Like, so so Davies is just, he, there's some regression coming in his game. So an opportunity, maybe Pittsburgh. I don't think people will think about Pittsburgh. Well, you're right, because there's a lot of a lot of big totals today because we got the, also Time. Washington's 10 and a half already. Um, so that's with the Royals here, Brad Keller and Austin Volf. So we're, you know, Volf was good the first start, not so good the second one. We'll see if the third time is the charm or how that works out. But Mondesi is back there, so that's good. He's 3-8 over on FanDuel. Take advantage of that while you have it before it goes out of control again. Uh, Hunter Dozier's and other guys are pretty decent. So Lair, 3-2, those are all the FanDuel guys we always like there. And then on the Washington side, you know, you do have Adam Eaton in the middle there at three, a nice lineup builder, Victor Robles at 3-1. Really like what he can give you, too, with the stolen bases and the power. So that's always a plus for me uh, there. Uh, anything else here from this one? Because I, I want to fly by some of these games where it looks yeah. like just offense because yeah, there's yeah. some pitchers that we really need to break down here, and I've got a, I've got some feelings. I've got all the feels today, but anything else for you here with nope. Royals and Washington? I'm- I want to hear the feels. No, I want to hear the feels. All right. right Well, one more before the feels, which is Aaron Sanchez and Dylan Bundy. Now, obviously another one too, a high total over 10 in this one looking and Aaron Sanchez. 
look, that means Dwight Smith, Trey Mancini. I mean, Dwight Smith is just 2.9. I would, I think that's a great look on FanDuel for him today. Uh, Jonathan Lahr at 3.4. We all know DK, you got to pay a little bit more for those guys, but uh, are you making the case for any of those guys too? Like Dwight Smith is just four, you know, on DK. So that's another guy that kind of slides in there. What are your thoughts here on this one with Dylan Bundy too? We know the guy can still strike out guys, but what do you think about him against this Toronto lineup? Yeah, I'm kind of interested. I you 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 know me really well. We didn't even talk. I about know this you before. are. That's why I bring it up before yeah, we get I, to the you know the other I, stuff. I want to don't want to get Dylan Bundy out of the way. Yeah, I I he, again, it's a guy who gives up home runs. 19 on the year. We all know, big fly ball guy. You know, it's hard for him to keep the ball in the park. But you know, he's got a strikeout rate 9.6 K per nine, and the Jays have a top five strikeout rate in baseball. There's an opportunity there for for a few K, and he may allow a home run or two, but. In tournaments, I'll have some exposure as like maybe a secondary pitcher, um, but not a ton. But you're right. I think it's an opportunity maybe to get some of these low-priced bats. Like on the flip side, like you're not feeling bunny, like no chance. I think you get some Baltimore bats in there against Aaron Sanchez. Like Rhea's, like yeah. he's only 2-8. Like that's a guy maybe you just think about. Chris well, Davis Guriel. is a free square. Like think about these guys who are super yeah. cheap. Yeah, Guriel as well. It's well, Guriel's only 3.8 too. I just want to point out in this game on FanDuel, whereas on DK, he's in the five range. So yeah, it's five, a massively different player site to site in terms of return on investment. So keep that in mind too. And this is why we keep pushing people towards the FanDuel side. We're not getting paid for this, but you know, it's, you know, we're getting paid yeah. for the show from Linestar because we love them. We love you guys. <laughs> But we're not getting paid by FanDuel to say play there. It's just, it's a little looser in terms of offense. So you can do a lot more. You only have to worry about the one pitcher. It makes a little bit more sense. Again, especially for you folks who are relatively new to DFS, or this is the time of year or two where a lot of folks are out of some season long leagues and looking to kind of get into it. Start on the FanDuel side. The DK can be a little bit more complicated, especially on tonight with so many totals that are high. So Masahiro Tanaka, AK against Brandon McKay, 7 1. On FanDuel, DK pricing a little bit different for these guys. Obviously, we'll get to that in a second here. Masahiro Tanaka, 9.5, McKay, 8. I love McKay tonight against the Yankees. The Yankees haven't been great against lefties, as always. Um, It's at home. It's in Tampa. It's not in Yankee Stadium. To me, this is a great opportunity. McKay is the real deal, in my opinion. You go look at the strikeout-to-walk ratio, what he's done in his minor league career. Um, This is yet another Tampa lefty that people have to worry about. And... I'm going to take the, uh, you know, it's a tournament play, obviously, against the Yankees, but I'm going to take it. And I think it's a really strong one, a really tur- a really good return on investment. What do you think about McKay tonight? I think he's a good, good cherry and GPP play. And, you know, Vegas is on your side. Originally, I was like, yeah, Brendan McKay, um, you know, just looking before I saw the totals. And 4.4 team implied total for the Yankees is not something you usually see. There's a lot of teams that are flirting with six. There's some teams in six today. Uh, so I think like if you're one of those guys or girls who likes to load up on Yankees, I don't think today's the day. So I think you're, I, I think, think you're on to something and McKay is, you're right. I mean, he, he is the real deal. He's great. Uh, his yeah. first start I watched, he was, he wasn't striking out a ton of guys, but he didn't like get into trouble at all because he's, he's got great command. I mean, only 15 walks in, in six. And that's the thing with this Yankee lineup too. Today. You can't put guys on because then they're going to no, force you, you to make a mistake. You're right. And, and he doesn't do that. And I think that's a big positive. The other thing too, on the FanDuel side of things, Austin Meadows at three, four, Tommy Pham at three, six, love those two guys at the top of the order tonight. Uh, I think it's good to get Meadows back at the top of that order too. get him rock and rolling. Even on DK, you got a discount. Four and four one for Meadows, so four for Fam. So I, I like those guys against Tanaka tonight too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go McKay with those two Rays 
against the Yankees. We'll see if it plays out, but I think that there's a lot to like there. There's also a lot to like with Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, I know Detroit scored 11 runs yesterday. I get it, but that's yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit has not been good against left-handed pitching this year at all. Eduardo Rodriguez has the K rate we look for too. So eight, seven on DK. And I'll tell you what, he's even cheaper on FanDuel. He is uh, only 8.1. So I think he's going to be another very popular tournament arm tonight. And if you do a multi-entry, you could do a McKay and then pivot over to an Eduardo Rodriguez, you know, and, and you've got yourself covered there with the same offense. Yeah. You know what? I would play him in cash too. I, I know he's been, I know he's had some games, erratic. pressure to games. Yeah, I no, get he's it. Erratic. He's inconsistent. Yeah. He goes up and down, but you, you know the upside, especially on FanDuel with the points for for K's and stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a tournament it's a tournament play, but I would do it in cash for sure. I mean, the Red Sox are minus two two two, uh, big heavy favorites on the road, and you know, look at the team applied totals. You're you're seeing six point eight for Boston up against Gregory Soroto. Soto, they're going to have some runs. They're going to score some runs. You're going to give him some run support. So that's why that's why I feel like cash. It's a little bit safe. You're right. It's probably going to be a popular play in tournaments because it's a reasonable price and because of what I just said in terms of just a, it's a mismatch on paper. And he also had a start this year against Detroit where he had two hits and he only allowed one run and 7K through six. So we already know, like, you know, he took advantage of a of what was a soft matchup. And I feel like he could again. So I'm on board. It's really tough to get. Look at these Boston bats. Like, what are you going to do? Jackie Bradley Jr. It's a lefty lefty matchup. You don't love it. Uh, if Nunez gets in there, you're, you're just looking for a piece of this lineup, maybe some standalone. It's ever well, another even home last is night. Five. I mean, they, Chavis went yard that, last night. Yeah. yeah. The guys that pop out to me in this one right now are, are Chavis for sure. Um, Three, five on know. FanDuel. It's good. Price. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, even, I mean, Mookie at four, three is not, even a you know he doesn't scare me he'll get a little discount there lefty lefty on Mookie yeah you know I don't mind that so much uh let's go over to one of the big three aces on the board tonight and that's Jacob DeGrom at home he's actually my favorite Verlander's on this slate too so is Kershaw but I like DeGrom the most I think it's the best return in terms of salary he is uh 10.7 on the FanDuel side standalone 11.3 on DK so a little bit more expensive there but I think you take that and it's, you know, Mets the city field, I think is the number one pitcher park this year or something crazy like that. Plus you've got yeah. the fact that the Phillies are hitting 200 this year against DeGrom. So I'll take DeGrom against the Phillies. I know the Mets bullpen sucks. I get it. But against Vince Velasquez, I think that's just the kind of fastball pitcher, right-handed fastball pitchers against the Mets. I will take my shots on guys with Alonzo McNeil Conforto and even Dominic Smith has been better too. So I think those are the kind of guys that, it's it's a good matchup for the Mets. Normally, I'd be running from the hills from this kind of thing, but I like DeGrom today the best, actually, between Verlander and Kershaw. Do you agree with that, or do you think maybe it's Verlander, maybe it's Kershaw tonight? Uh, I, I just like them both so much. I Because what I've seen with Verlander against the Angels, um, he's just had so much success. I, I went back and looked. I was like, man, he's, he's only played the Angels once this year, but last year, he had a ton of starts. He had 39 innings against the Angels. He only allowed eight runs. He had 55 strikeouts for a team that does not strike out. It's, you know, he's had so, he's had his way with the Angels. But I like both of these guys. You're right about DeGrom. He's just owned the Phillies as well. So I don't think you can go wrong with either or. I really don't. You, it's like $300 savings. So it's not that big of a difference where, oh, I'm going to go to DeGrom. Like if you need to save two $300, like that's it. If you, if you have 300 to spend, like Verlander, I don't think you should – shy away from either of those pitchers and I think you're right about the some of the bats too like Velasquez it's allowed eight homers against right-handed bats I mean 353 Woba 
he's a he's a fly ball guy and the wind's blowing out there to left like i trust Degrom with the wind blowing to left but i'm not trusting vince velasquez with right, the wind exactly. blowing to left so yeah i think you're you're right on the yeah. on the button there with well because the, you got to pick one you got to pick one and go with it and i think i would go for a lander of... for me yeah and, and i think there's actually some negativity attached to the mets right now and it's due but you get a lot of negativity with the Mets right now because of the bullpen, because of underperformance and all this stuff. But at the yeah. same time, that's actually a thing I like, too, because I think the ownership might be slightly less underground tonight, too. Uh, let's move on. Jordan Yamamoto against Julio Tehran. So Yamamoto's had some good starts, obviously, to start this career. What are your thoughts on him against Atlanta tonight? I say I'm going to take a hard pass. What do you say? Yeah, I, you know, I take hard passes with really good pitchers against Atlanta, so nothing against Yamamoto, but I'm going to pass on him. What I have noticed, yeah, 23 strikeouts, 23 innings, good stuff, 12 walks. And, you know, that's typical with some of these young pitchers that come up. So he's he's struggling with command. We know the Braves. They're patient to play. They don't strike it a lot. They take their walks. So no thanks. And Vegas is all over him too. 5.9 team implied total. It's, it's the same thing, though. Where are you going to go with some of these Atlanta bats? And this is why we're saying, like, if you're new to playing DFS and you're just getting your feet wet, on Fandle, you only have to pick one pitcher. So you can go to Grom or you can go Verlander, and you could actually get pieces of Atlanta on Fandle. Now, for the first time, and I think in a long time, we're starting to see some guys jump up there, but JD is still 3-1. Nick Markakis is still 3. Swanson hit a home run last night. He's 3-6. Riley's 3-5. Albies went deep last night. He's 3-3. Like, these Braves bats are underpriced for being one of the best lineups in, in baseball. And I'll tell you what, you know, Dansby Swanson, definitely this was a make or break year for him and i'm glad i'm glad to see that he kind of put it all together and, and he's having the year he should and he's holding that job because i think braves were basically like, look this is it like this is his year he either gets off to a hot start and plays well this year or they're going to look for other solutions because they're a win now team uh, martin perez and adrian sampson another game that's going to be over 10 today for sure this one's in minnesota though but uh you know when these two guys are on the hill now the problem is obviously martin perez is lefty so what do you do with these bats of Texas? Do you just pass on it because it's such a heavy left-handed lineup or do you take a shot or two? No, I, I pass. Okay. I, I, yeah, we, we've seen it now for basically all year. The highest strikeout rate in baseball by far against lefties. It doesn't make me want to roll out Perez. Like he's, he's come crashing back down to earth, but if you just look at his splits and his, in his game logs, like it's just righties that have had him. Like he hasn't allowed a home run to a lefty all year. He's allowed seven to, to right-handed bats and, go up and down the lineup there's just none like Anders isn't a home run guy and if Danny Santana gets in there usually bats and what will probably happen is Santana will hit two and maybe Willie Calhoun won't even be in the lineup but he'll go down to, to seven or eight but if Santana gets in there at two I'm interested but I certainly am interested in these Minnesota bats I think we all should be another high team applied total uh, right-handed bats have a 366 Woba 536 slugging they're hitting 301 against them and nine or 11 homers rather so I think you get to get involved with Cruz. I think you can get involved with Crone. Those are those are two bats that I want to have exposure to. And again, scope is nothing special, but on Fandle at two seven, it's not like the second base position is you know all that great. So right. it, just get a piece of it. All right, you got the Angels against Verlander, which we talked about before. The only other thing I want to point out in this one, obviously, I'm not going to talk too much about the uh, the Angels bats against Verlander, oh. but Jose Altuve just three point seven on Fandle still, still getting a big Silly. discount on Altuve. It's crazy. I mean, just go get it. Uh, then we have what I consider the trap of the night, which is Zach Greinke at home against the Rockies. Now, you see this and you go, oh, well, Greinke's been, a, uh, you know, basically a walking quality start. You look at the price tag and you go, okay, he's 9-7 on DK. That's a really good value. He's 9-4 on FanDuel. 
The problem is the Rockies really hit right-handed pitching. The problem is the only two right-handed bats in this lineup at all for the Rockies tonight are going to be Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado. So it's going to be a completely left-handed lineup for him tonight, and I think this is a trap. I think guys like DeGrom and Verlander are going to be well above probably him tonight, and people are going to see this. They're going to fade it because of the price and not consider the matchup. And the last time out, Colorado got to Granke in Arizona. So for me, I'm actually going to take a hard pass on Granky tonight, which is not something I usually do, oh. but tonight I will. Yeah, he's your boy. I, I'm he with is. you. Not I'm tonight. with you. I, I, I typically don't like to roster guys against Colorado. I know that on the road, they're a little bit of a different team, but I respect their lineup like right through one through five. Like I like it. Like Murphy's starting to come around a bit. Dahl's been good all year. Blackman is back and healthy. Story's back and healthy. So I'm not going to go there. Nine, seven. It's not worth it. It's not, it's not a big enough discount for me, John. All right. We got Clayton Kershaw at 10 2 on FanDuel against Eric Lauer. Now, obviously, this is another two where you get the lefty Lauer here against uh, the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are a heavy left handed lineup as well, especially at the top there with Bellinger, uh, Verdugo, and Peterson. But for me, I'm going to take some shots here today with Justin Turner at 3 9 on DK. So is Chris Taylor. Those two guys, very underpriced as well. 3.0 for Turner. And 2.9 for Chris Taylor. So if you're looking for guys, again, lineup builder guys who are pretty respectable, those are two of the guys that I want to point out from this game. What else are you looking for in this one? Are you fading uh, altogether guys like Fran Mill and Renfro and, and Machado against Kershaw? Yeah, I will. The Padres right. are a little bit better so against lefties, but I'll, I'll give them respect. You know, he's faced San Diego twice this year, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, he only has 11 strikeouts in 13 innings, and he's given up six runs. He's given up four homers. See, so. that's why Kershaw's a distant third to me from Verlander. Yeah, and, that's it, and, too. Uh, yeah, just from Verlander and DeGrom tonight. I, You know, people are going to see it. They're going to go, oh, you know, it's, it's San Diego, more strikeouts. But Kershaw hasn't converted those strikeout attempts. No, that's he only has 82 and 92 innings, which is not like yeah. him at all. Yeah, he's I mean, going to That's a very good major league pitcher, but it's not the guy who is going to be keeping pace with DeGrom and right. with Verlander tonight. Yeah, I still like the under overall in this game. Um, it's at eight and a half, but, you know, Manny Machado's taken Kershaw deep twice this year. It's, it's just something to think about if you're going ultra contrarian. I would maybe just think about a couple Padres bats in there, but ultimately, I think you nailed it with Turner and with Taylor, I think those are good plays. Ready, left. All right, you got Kikuchi and Anderson in this one here in Seattle. Give me all the right-handed Oakland A's oh, against right. Kikuchi. Goodness, give me yes. Simeon. Give me Chapman. Give me Chris Davis. Give me Kana. Give me all of them. All I want them all. They are all fantastic. Chris Davis down at three point three right now. Kana is at two nine. Chapman's at three eight. Even Olson at three five. I mean, I mean, I'll take them all. I know he's a lefty in that group, but yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. I just don't care. I think the A's tonight is the way to go in terms of offense. I'm the most excited about Oakland. I I am too. Yeah, Kikuchi sucks. Like, this guy is brutal. Uh, Olsen's finally 5K on DK. He's he's finally getting that love. But it's so weird when you look at that Oakland lineup and you and you roll through it. Like, Chapman 4-9. Give me all the Chapman today. Absolutely. And, and Olsen 5. And then all of a sudden you're like, Chris Davis 3-8. I got to play Chris Davis. Like, you have to play him at that price. So, Kikuchi's given up 14 bombs to right-handed bats, the 360 Woba, 498 slugging. This is not a good pitcher at all. He struggles with the walks. I mean, he's walking three per. He's only striking out seven per. Uh, he's not missing any bats. 81% contact rate. He's getting hit hard, and the fly ball rate is there. So I like Chapman a lot. Well, it's funny lineup. because, you know, we, we're always annoyed whenever – all those Seattle lefties go and they end up facing all those Texas Rangers. But now we finally get the A's version 
in the West. And that's what I've been waiting for. Like we need some more A's Mariners matchups. That's what I want. Now we're finally getting that. And the last game on the slate are the Giants against Dakota Hudson. Now Hudson's been decent. He's had a better stretcher of late. My problem is San Francisco has been decent lately too. This is one of the less appealing totals to me on the board tonight. I'm just, I don't know. I, neither of these offenses are really rolling or exciting me personally. Uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, yeah, you know, Hudson is actually the fifth highest priced pitcher on FanDuel, which was a little shocking to me. He's been really good he's lately. He's been really good. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. When you look at the game log, this is another guy who doesn't 62 strikeouts in 87 innings. So that's why you, you really can't roll him out there. And I like him as a secondary pitcher at, at seven six tonight with DeGrom and Verlander. I think yeah. at seven six, I think that's the best use for him tonight. I will say this. You know, the Giants enter this game on a four-game winning streak where they've scored 40 runs over that span. The only guy, and, you know, he's not projected to be in the lineup, is Evan Longoria. And he wasn't projected to be in the lineup last time. And I said, there's no way they can sit Evan Longoria. Like, he, it looks like it's 2009 with him right now. And he played. He's got four homers, 10 RBI, and nine runs in his last three games. Uh, if he gets in the lineup and he's in the mid-threes, I'm going to ride that out. Like him and Brandon Belt, I think, are just contrarian little GPP plays in late slate. I mean, this probably won't continue, but the Giants have had 3.5 team applied totals in all of those games, and they've they've scored like crazy. Like, So if it's 3.5 and you're a prop player, prop better, jump on that again and just, just see if you can ride that out because they could get four runs tonight. All right, there you have it. All right, betting lines tonight, lots to pay attention to. Run through it, everybody. For uh, for everyone, Chris, do what you got to right. do. Let's do it. So Oakland on the road. Let's let's jump on that minus one fifty two against Kikuchi. You can even pick them by two. I feel like they'll have a pretty good day against Kikuchi. I like the under San Diego and L.A. The Dodgers. I think we can pick the Astros by two with Justin Verlander on the hill. They should score some runs against Felix Pena. Um, let's just skip over that Arizona Colorado game. I want no interest. I have no interest in that. I think we can pick the over in Texas and Minnesota. I really do like the Twins there. I love the Braves, even Julio Tehran. I, I don't. I don't even mind him as a value play in tournaments because I think Atlanta will get the job done, get the win. I like the Mets at home. I like the. I like the Red Sox by two on the road. And to wrap it up, let's go with the over in Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. All right, it's time to call our shot here on the on deck podcast and i'm gonna go to oakland because i told you i'm mm. trolling mr kikuchi you say kikuchi i say hell yes and <laughs> i want all those right-handed bats and you know what i'm gonna go with matt chapman tonight yes, that's the guy that i'm goal. gonna pick out there going with matt chapman against kikuchi he's gonna go yard tonight who are you calling your shot with chris I am going to Houston. I know Ooh. Ramirez is starting the game, but Felix Pena is going to get in there, and he struggles against lefties. I am going to pick them all year. I'm excited. Jordan Alvarez. He's going to get back in the lineup. They just had a three game series, and who they who they just played in the National League. He couldn't. He couldn't. In Colorado. He couldn't get any at bats. He's ready to go. He's been a while. What a shame. Since he's played. I know. Right? What a shame. We'd love to get that guy. In right. <laughs> oh man, I'd like to get that guy in Colorado for 81 games a year. Can we do that? Can we? Can we? Yeah, we find a way to make that work, but but certainly a lot to take in today. Obviously, we talked about uh, how we're going to approach some of these big time aces on the show today. We talked about the betting lines. We talked about the offenses as a night of offense, a night of some big pitchers. And we gave you a couple really good ones in McKay and Rodriguez, too, that we think are going to be really good tournament plays. So this is a very clear night, how we want to approach. Chris and I are on the same path. That's good. We'll be back tomorrow for uh, the weekend edition of the show. In the meantime, make sure you get your fantasy football black book 2019. Yes. Make sure you're downloading that line star app and follow us on the Twitter machine at Joe Pizza PS 17 at Chris Meany and at line star app. So that'll do it for us. There's only one thing left to do. 
And that's step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meney.